As you're turning with me to the 19th chapter of Luke, I have a question for you. Have you ever walked through a door and nearly jumped out of your skin because of the surprise that was awaiting you on the other side? Have you ever had that moment? Have you ever taken a glass of that nectar that you love, sweet tea, lifted it to your lips to take a drink, and it was milk. And it was the worst tasting milk you'd ever had because you were expecting that glorious, sweet, sweet tea. When we think of surprises, we can think of good surprises, we can think of bad surprises, we can think of birthday parties, retirement parties, those kinds of things. And when I first saw this video, I was a bit surprised. Okay, so I'm not a piano player, therefore I've never taught piano, but I understand we probably have some in the room who have done one or both of those things. Chase, was that okay? <laughs> That's a four-year-old girl who hasn't been reading books for very long, I'm sure, but she has certainly found her way to the piano. So when I first came across this, I was stunned to say the least. She's made the circuits through some talk shows and other things in our country. Uh, because of the surprise that she brings to the stage. And now that I have you in, a, in, in an emotionally manipulated state with a cute little girl, let's remember that for the past few weeks, we have been trying to answer the question, who is my neighbor? We will continue down that path today by thinking about the times when we have been surprised by who our neighbors are. But before we go there, will you pray with me? Now, Lord, may we hear what you want us to hear, that we may do what you want us to do, that we may be who you want us to be. In the name of Jesus who calls us, we pray. Amen. Amen. Today's scripture passage will not sound like a surprise. It is the story of Zacchaeus after all, but I think that we will discover a few surprises along the way that may have been hidden for us this morning. 
If you were here last week, you will remember some striking similarities between the call of Matthew and the story we have for us today. So if you are in chapter 19 of the Gospel of Luke, we will start in verse 1. And the Gospel of Luke reads, He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to that point, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, because he too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This is a story of how a life can be changed by simply being noticed. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. I'm wondering if you've ever felt lost. I'm wondering if you've ever felt out on a limb. The Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Here we are again on this journey with Jesus that began back in Luke chapter 9. Late in that chapter, Luke helps us realize that Jesus has set his face to go to Jerusalem. And in chapter 19, we are still in the midst of this journey. We are toward the end of the journey now. By the way, a journey which also leads to a tree upon which he will be placed. And we find ourselves in Jericho, a city that we are familiar with all through the biblical text. You can find story after story of God working in this city. And we're introduced to this man, Zacchaeus. And yes, I know that when you see or hear his name, you can't help but do it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. That's all we're seeing, and I promise. I know that that song came into your mind, and yes, it is a cute, cute little song that we learned, but surprise, Zacchaeus to the people of Jericho was anything but a cute little man. He was a chief tax collector. As we were learning about Matthew last week, you'll recall that Matthew was in a toll booth that collected these tolls as people passed by. Well, Zacchaeus is like the mafia boss of all of these toll collectors. 
he receives a commission from all the Matthews in the area. And apparently, because he was rich, he was very, very successful. And if you are successful at this, it means that you are assisting the oppressors. It means that the people of Jericho think of you as the lowest of the low, the scum of the earth. No one wanted to know him. No one wanted to be friends with him. No one wanted to sit beside him or offer him a path to a point where he could see this Jesus as he was coming down the road. Not only was he a collector of taxes, but he was also short in stature, which to the people of Jericho was a sign of curse from God. Now I take this personally as someone short in stature. I can sympathize with Zacchaeus' issue here. It was just the other day that I woke up and I was the shortest guy in our house. It was as if one day I woke up and our youngest, who was 13, was shorter than me, and I woke up the very next morning and I was looking up at his chin. Not quite true, but near true. I'm not sure what happened in our house, but I can sympathize with the feeling of being left out of the crowd because of the stature And this is Zacchaeus' problem. He has no one who will help him. He cannot see what's going on. And so, in order to do something about it, he takes off running. Another surprise for us. All he wants to do is see this man. He could care less about how it looks at that particular moment. Apparently, he desperately needed to see who this man was who so many had said was a friend of tax collectors and sinners. He put himself in a situation that allowed him to be in the path of Jesus. It took effort and it took guts, but he put himself in the path. Are you like me and you found yourself searching for God, you just have lost contact. On occasion, you're not quite sure where to look, and when you look, there's something blocking your view. I hope that you have continued to find ways to get around those things that are blocking. My prayer is that at some point you will find the vantage point from which you can see that Jesus hasn't really gone anywhere at all. That we have done the moving. What is your story of trying to find God? And then Jesus arrived at this point where Zacchaeus had run. I don't think he ran just to the tree. I think with all the energy he had, he ran up the tree. He just kept on going like a cartoon. What do you suppose the people around this scene were thinking? As they watched this happen, as they came with Jesus up the road, Jesus stands there and looks up and begins to speak. And I'm imagining that they were all thinking, finally, this guy's about to get what's coming to him. 
Surely they thought that Jesus was about to say all the things that they were desperate to say, but could not because of who Zacchaeus was. And you guessed it, surprise. Jesus said words that no one within earshot could have expected. Everyone was surprised except for the Son of Man who came to seek out and to save the lost. Put yourselves in Zacchaeus' spot for just a moment. You've heard about this man, Jesus. You know that he's been sitting down to share meals with others like you, tax collectors, others that no one else would have anything to do with. You really just wanted to catch a glimpse and no one would help you. Perhaps people even stood in your way. So you jumped up in this location just to catch that glimpse. And Jesus stops and does what no one else has ever done. Noticed Him. Not only does Jesus notice Zacchaeus, but He invites Himself to His home. You ever had that friend call or text and say, I'll be over in a few minutes, hope you're ready. It's our favorite situation, right? Zacchaeus had no time to prepare for guests. He was in a tree, after all. But Zacchaeus hops down, and the text says he was happy to welcome him. And off they go. The crook and the Christ. Walking together to a table where they would share a meal together. And then it began. We've seen this throughout the Gospel of Luke, this murmuring, this grumbling. And it always happens in situations just like this. Luke wants to make sure that we know that Jesus did not come to spend time with the pious or those who considered themselves righteous, for the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The people of Jericho could not believe that Jesus had done this. It had to have been such a surprise for them. He had chosen to spend time, after all, with the one person that they would have never picked. Wow, it's true. This this guy really is going to go have a meal. He's going to go sit down with these tax collectors and these sinners. What are we going to do about this? We are reminded here that in the third chapter of Luke, tax collectors came to John the Baptist and asking him, what should we do in order to repent? And John the Baptist's response was, collect only the amounts prescribed for them, which meant that they were going to be broke. They were going to be poor. Just as they were drawn to John the Baptist, tax collectors were drawn to Jesus. And as a good friend recently reminded me, all throughout the Gospel of Luke, we find Jesus right in the big old fat middle of them all. Jesus chose to befriend those who were barely seen. He chose to notice and to give attention and to love those who had not been noticed, had not been given attention, had not been or rarely were loved Now, sometimes when I'm in a crowd of people, I feel invisible. Sometimes that's by choice. Other times, I would much rather be right in the middle of it all 
And I have felt on occasion like people are looking over me and around me and frankly straight through me. Have you had that experience at all in a group of people? I'm wondering who we look past, who we miss. May God grant us eyes that see things differently. That notice people who are not normally noticed. May we find ourselves in the big old fat middle of them all. Because sometimes we're surprised by who our neighbors are. And just look what happens when Jesus gives attention to this man. He's using Luke words in verse 10, saved. Zacchaeus is saved. Now when Luke uses this word throughout the gospel, he's not merely talking about the same things that we think of whenever we use the word saved in our church culture today. He's thinking about, and he's writing about being healed, being made whole. He's talking about life change. And in the climax of this scene, we are surprised when Zacchaeus becomes the rich man who made it through the eye of the needle. When he tells Jesus the ways in which he will make it right. He'll give half of everything he owns to the poor, and if he's defrauded anyone of anything, if he's defrauded anyone of anything, this guy has defrauded everyone of everything in whatever way he could find. He'll pay back four times as much to each one. So if we do the math, and I'm not suggesting that we do, because that would take too long for me, there won't be much left. There won't be much left. He has come to understand that our life must reflect our confession. You see, Zacchaeus had been living a life with an attitude of what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine and I'm going to do whatever I can to get yours. Now, because of what Jesus has done, his whole outlook has changed to a what's mine is yours and I'm going to do whatever I can to give it to you. It's a reappropriation of resources in line with the purposes of Jesus. Zacchaeus' agenda has completely changed. Because Jesus came for him and brought salvation to his home. Zacchaeus goes from being a distant observer out on a limb to a faithful disciple of Jesus. Salvation came to his house that day and sat at his table and looked him in the eye and said, I have come for you. And he was made whole. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. We like to use labels, don't we? In my office, I label as many things as possible so that, on that one, in that one moment when I'm looking for that particular thing, it might help me find my way to it. 
That's the idea, right? Doesn't always work out as quickly or as nicely as we would all like. We don't just use labels on things, though, do we? Use them on people. We label people Christian or something else. We label people Democrat or Republican. We label by race, by gender. And depending on the labels we put on ourselves, each of those labels then has positive or negative connotations. For Zacchaeus, you can see that from the perspective of the crowds, we place him in the negative pile. But when Jesus stopped by that tree, he looked beyond the labels of the crowd and forced the people gathered there to reassess those categories. Where they see selfishness, Jesus sees welcome. Where they see an outsider, Jesus sees a member of the family. Where they see lost, Jesus sees found. When Jesus invited himself to Zacchaeus' house, he had no time to prepare. He couldn't text ahead to someone to throw everything in the closet and under the beds and in the drawers and all the places that we like to throw things when people are coming. Jesus was going to arrive and it was going to be an as-is kind of visit. Just as Zacchaeus was, salvation came to his house. What does this say to us? Aren't we thankful that we don't have to put things in order first? Because being made whole is not being about being neat and orderly. It's not about how we are known. It's not about the labels others have placed on us or perhaps the ones we have even placed on ourselves. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Sometimes we are surprised by our neighbors, aren't we? Labels or not. Salvation can come to this house this morning. Salvation can come and sit right in the big old fat middle of us all. No matter the baggage we carry, or the hurts that weigh us down, or the pride that engulfs us, salvation can come to this house today. If you find yourself searching now for God, pay attention. Salvation may have come and set right beside you. Let's pray together.